can show it on the screen for me. Um, it's the next screen. I may not have that up there. Pastor Robert, do you know the number for OA Connect? Um, give. Um, go uh, there, uh, the next slide, um, Sister Holly. Or there you go. Um, if you want to give to the ministry, um, you can text uh, 833-237-36298. Um, we encourage you to give. Um, if you're in, in the building, um, we encourage you to tithe. I talked on last week about bringing all of your tithe to the storehouse um, so that there may be meat in the house of God and in the house. But but tithing and, and giving is more for you, for your benefit um, and we want you to be blessed here at Open Altar Worship Center. If you want to partner with us, um, by all means, um, you can partner with us. Just put in, in the chat that you'd like to be a partner. There we go. Text OA Connect to 55498. Um, OA Connect to 55498. And you can, even if you want to volunteer on the t- days that we are actually doing um, outreach, you are more than welcome to come out uh, and do that. Um, if you're not sowing into a local ministry and you say, you know what, I want to be a blessing to Open Altar Worship Center, by all means, text that amount um, to the number that was displayed on your screen. Um, so I believe that I have gotten everything out of the way. Um, uh, God is just amazing. And we are in our sermon series called Relationships Matter relationships matter so let's just uh open up in prayer father we praise you and we thank you for today thank you for all of who you are thank you for your anointing thank you for for your your holy spirit that you have given us to lead us and to guide us i pray right now that god those who are here with us physically and those who are here with us uh virtually god that you would just move in their lives that you would let this word touch their hearts cause them to uh evaluate their relationships not only with you god but with others so father i pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart god would be acceptable in your sight because i believe that there is a word for the people of god on today in jesus name amen now let me let me let me let me uh, say something right now. I just feel it in the atmosphere. You are only going to get out of the word what you are willing to put into the word. Amen. If you're coming to look at me, to shout you happy, to, 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 to teach you some great and awesome revelation, guess what? It's only going to be revealed on how much you are willing to allow yourself to receive. Amen. So if 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 you're going to get with me, get with me, if you're going and I'm not saying just me, but get with the word of God. Um, I encourage you, you can go um, and I believe it's on Facebook where you can go and click on a link that will take you to our digital bulletin. Our digital bulletin will actually allow you to see um, the scriptures and the, the points and everything that uh, is displayed. And then you can go through the week and study it. But we've been talking about um, relationships matter. Who we connect ourselves with matters. We can connect ourselves with the wrong people and they take us down 
the wrong path. We can connect ourselves with negative people and we are going to end up with, no, I'm stronger than that. No, if you connect yourself with a negative person, guess what you're going to end up becoming? Negative. You're going to see things in a negative light. Why? Because that's how your perception is. That's how you begin to see things. You can even attach yourself in a relationship to somebody who has a lukewarm relationship with God. Now, you can be on fire for God. And I know what I'm talking about because I've been there before. And you can connect yourself with a person who has a lukewarm relationship or no relationship at all. And what happens is you begin to become lukewarm yourself. I know what I'm talking about because I was on fire for God. I'm like, God, for you I live and God, for you I die. Now, I'm telling on myself. I'm, I'm telling you, I was, I, I was in the church every time the church doors open. I mean, anything that my hands found to do, I did it. But, uh-oh, I was single too. Here come this nice-looking fella. He was in the church prophesying and all of that stuff. That was in the church. But outside of the church... He had a different philosophy. He had a different viewpoint of church. He had a different viewpoint of relationship. Now, I'm not talking about anything physical, but I'm I'm saying that he would begin to say, well, wait a minute. The the man of God gets up and put on his pants just like I do. Why should I listen to him? So here I am honoring the man of God or or the mouthpiece that God had used to speak into my life. And now here I got into this relationship where this person was like, we ain't got to go to church today. So I'm like, yeah, we ain't got to go to church today. Why well, I got I need a break. Today. You need a break. So we would have a break. That was a bad influence. A bad influence. And what it did was it caused my on fire relationship. To dwindle and to become lukewarm. It started planning. Thought I was influenced by the wrong voice. And we can be influenced by relationships. I'm just saying. It's like we have relationships with our job. We have relationships with clients. And those clients, they don't care nothing about going to church. And I know what I'm talking about. They don't care nothing about working on a Sunday. But guess what they're going to do? They're going to call you up and say, hey, look, you know, I need such and such done. And the first thing that do you tell them would know today, it can, you know, uh, I I, I, I honor what you want, but I'm going to let it wait till tomorrow. You know, and I'm I'm guilty. Pastor Robert tell me all the time I need a cutoff time because sometimes people will call me at 830 at night. And I will do, I will literally, and I know Sister Dorothy can relate to it too. But there is a time that you, that's a relationship that you have to bring boundaries to. And see, we fail to set boundaries. We fail to set those boundaries in relationships. And so we find ourselves in a state that we're like, what, how did I get here? It's because you did not set a boundary. And God set a boundary with his people. Why, how do I know that? Let's look at we, level one last week. We talked about level one, Exodus um, 
uh, 19, 16, and 20. Look at how God uh, uh, set the boundary. Um, I believe it's in uh, yeah, 16, uh, verse 20. He says, one morning on the third day, there were, uh, that's how God manifested himself. Let's look at uh, verse 12. Let's look, go up um, to verse 12. You may not have that on the screen. But in verse 12 in uh, Genesis 19, it said that God told Moses to put boundaries for the people around the mountain. Even God put a boundary for the people regarding his relationship with them. So if God put a boundary, does that mean that doesn't that shouldn't that give an example of what we should do? We should set a boundary. Look it up in the word of God. Genesis 19 and 2 said that God set a boundary. He said, look, he said, don't tell the people of God, don't come past this point. You know, if they come past it, they try to break through the barrier. If they try to break through the boundary that I'm setting for them, he said, what? They're going to die. God said that he wanted to. He manifested himself to the children of God. He said, look, I'm, I'm coming, but they cannot come any closer to this. See, some, it, that person in your life that's getting on your nerves, you need to tell them, uh-uh, you can't come no closer to this. That person that's pulling you away, you need to say, uh-uh, you need to set a boundary and say, you ain't coming no closer than this. I, I need to set some healthy boundaries with you. That person that is trying to make you do some things that you know ain't right, you need to set a healthy boundary. I'm even going to go here. There are some people that are saying things to you and speaking to you. It's getting on your nerves. And the reason why it's getting on your nerves because you haven't set a boundary with that person. You can't talk like that to me. You can't treat me like this. You can't say, y'all. We can set it with some people, but we can't set it with that person that we're closest to. I'm, t- I'm telling the truth here. That person that you have gotten a closer relationship, it's a little bit of things that, mm, that, this, that ain't sitting well with me. That's God's way of telling you you need to set a boundary. If that person ain't doing or, or, or and, and Pastor Robert and I, we talk about this all the time. You know, he has boundaries. I have boundaries. There's certain ways that that uh, we had a conversation coming to church. It was like, you know, how we talk to one another. And somebody told me uh, uh, what you tolerate, you're going to get more of. You tolerate mess, you're going to get more mess. You tolerate junk, you're going to get more junk. Think about it. If you continuously, you have up a fence and somebody keeps dumping their trash over on your side of the fence, it's not, and, 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 and you don't like it, you're frustrated, you got to keep picking up their trash. They are only doing it because you haven't set a boundary and told them you ain't dumping your trash over here no more. Some of y'all need to let, y'all, some of y'all need to stop people from dumping trash on you. Dumping trash in your life. It ain't, look, you've been dumping it, some family members, putting their problems on you. Uh Uh-uh, I can't take this. No, 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 no. I'm setting a boundary. You got to deal with your own stuff. I'm, I know, I ain't getting many amens. It's all right. Sister Thelma said, amen. But look at God wants to manifest himself. He wants a relationship. First of all, Moses led them. 
so uh, and still in level one, Moses led them. So we have to have a desire to be led of God. We have to have a desire. Say, God, lead me. God, direct my footsteps. You know, God, show me the way. Even if I don't agree with it, God, show it to me. Help me to see it your way. And then not only that, look, Moses led them, but after they, he led them, they had to stand there. So when Moses led them to the position where God wanted to manifest himself to him, to them, they had to stay there. Sometimes God wants to manifest himself to us, but we moving. We move out of the place that God said to go. And when I look at, uh, uh, look at how God manifested himself, he manifested himself to the people, to the, to the Israelites. He, uh, 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 in the, in 19 chapter, uh, 19, 16 and 20, excuse me, uh, 16 and 20, it says, look at some of the things. It says the thunder roared. So he manifested, he spoke to them. He visited them through the thunder. He visited them and he manifested himself through the lightning. This is God cultivating a relationship with them, letting them know. I mean, God, this is the God of the universe. But then look, it said that um, a dense cloud came down on the mountain, a dense cloud. And then it said all the people trembled, the blast from the ram's horn. It was even talking about how the mountain shook. This was God's way of showing them, I'm revealing myself to you. I'm I'm letting you know that no longer are your idols, the idols that you worship in Egypt, no longer the bondage that you were under in Egypt. You don't have to be under that bondage anymore because I'm developing a relationship with you. And God addressed them right where they were. He put a boundary for them. To protect them. Maybe some of the things that you are experiencing now in your life is because you crossed the boundary that God set for you. And you crying out to God and God saying, I never told you to go cross there. I never told you to deal with that person. I never told you to do that. Maybe some of the things that we're experiencing, even in our physical bodies, is because God may have been telling you, I need for you to eat right. I need for you to walk more. And you, we got to understand, God speaks to us, and and I'm going to get into that. He speaks to us just where we are. And I think about how I went and got some blood work done a couple of months ago, and the, the, the doctor told me I needed to start doing more things. I didn't like vegetables. I just didn't like them. Even though I knew vegetables was good for me, I just, just didn't like them. I'd even eat them every now and then. And so she gave me, and I know I'm getting some eyes from everywhere around here. I'm going I'm to look, look at you guys because you can't look back at me and I can't see what y'all looking like. But anyway, she gave me some ideas on how to, um, to increase um, the amount of vegetables that I was eating. And so I did it for that time frame. And I had my follow-up appointment in February and had my blood work done. She was like, man, you ain't got no more diabetes. You ain't got no more of this. You ain't got no more of that. 
you know, I can tell that all of my levels were good. Why? Because I followed the instructions of the doctor. God has given us some instructions that will cause us to, to, to experience better in our life, but we won't follow the instructions. It's in a relationship. I have a relationship with that doctor, and I followed her advice. God is continuously trying to give us advice, but we're pressing past that advice and wanting to do it our own way. What are some of the barriers in your life? What are some of the things in your life? Is it our jobs? Is it people? Is it our unwillingness to spend time before God? Is it an unwillingness to sacrifice? Or we, we're living life from the outside in instead of from the inside out. Y'all understand what I'm talking about? So in other words, we're, we're, we're trying to bring inner happiness, inner peace. We're trying to bring um, uh, 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 prosperity and all of that by external things versus working on the inside and allowing that, to, to that, that which God develops in us to come out on the outside. That's what God wants. God wants us to be able to do that. Now, let's go to level two. I want to go to level two. Level two. Let's look at level two. Exodus 24, uh, 9 through 11. Let's read that scripture real quick. Well, I want to start at verse uh, one. Uh, Verse one said, then the Lord said to Moses, come up to the Lord. You and Aaron, Nadab, And Abihu and 70 of the elders of Israel, you are to worship at a distance. You're to worship at a distance. Okay, now think about it. The Israelites had the barrier. But now God was calling these 74 people a little closer. He said, you can come past the barrier. I want you to come, but you still got to stay at a distance. So God invited them. He invited them. Let's look at verse uh, uh, 9 and through 11. Now listen, this is what, this is where a lot of meat is. It says, Moses and Aaron and Nadab and Abihu and the 70 elders of the elders, they did what? They went up. They climbed up the mountain. Verse 10 said, not only did they climb up to the mountain, There they saw the God of Israel. So they went to the next level. They're on level two now. You remember I talked about the elevator. And so now they stepped out on the elevator to level two. Up level. I want you to put in in the chat a hashtag level up. Hashtag level up. They went to the next level. And it says in number 10 and it says that they saw the God of Israel. Listen how they saw him under his feet. There seemed to be a surface of brilliant blue lapis lazuli. In other words, it was it was a beautiful, beautiful. uh, 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 Just I mean, it it was just awesome. And it said that it, it was as bright blue as the sky. Some people say turquoise. If I can get you to kind of think of what turquoise looks like. 
But it was the, the finest and the beautiful color that you could ever see. Now look at verse 11. Verse 11 blew my mind. It says, and though these nobles of Israel gazed upon God, he didn't destroy them. Other people down at the foot of the mountain had a barrier and could only get but so close. And if they came close, they would die. Now here, these 74 people are in the presence. He called them in closer to a closer relationship with them. But he didn't kill them. But look what he did. It says, in fact, they ate a covenant meal with him, eating and drinking (laughs) in his presence. God wanted to bring them closer. He, He had a different call on their life and they pressed past the barriers. They didn't have to come. They could have stayed, but they pressed past the barriers and I want to say if you want to experience more of God you're going to have to press past the barriers that's in your life traditions thoughts tradition is a big barrier for us who are are, are, are living in the house of the God busyness is a barrier limited thinking is a barrier a lack of belief is a barrier we have to press Pass those barriers. What is it? What is it? And when we press back past those barriers, oh my God, there are greater things that's waiting for us. But we have to be willing to put in the effort, the sacrifice, the time. Everything that these men did, we have to follow their example. Now, when I was looking, it says they went up. It says they saw. They ate, which means a sense of unity to me, means a sense of unity. They, they were all on one mind. They were all on one accord. And because they were in of one mind and they were on one accord, they got to experience the greatness of God. So when you get on one accord with someone, with a person that is, is with you, when you are of the same mindset, you are going to be able to experience the greatness of God. That's why uh, 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 forsaking yourself to, to not come to church, and I'm speaking to those of you who are out there uh, uh, on social media, Don't, do not uh, uh, take, let, let uh, uh, being able to watch it on the airways substitute for being in the midst of people. In one accord, there is something. They were together. It wasn't one calling down from the mountain. Hey, what's going on up there? Or uh, hey, you know, uh, uh, Aaron, what, what do you see? No, they all went up together. They were all there. Even Jesus manifested himself on the day of Pentecost. He, it said what? That they were all on one accord and they all began to speak with other tongues because they were there together. Unity. Unity, unity. God manifested himself. It was a great privilege. He fed them. When I started thinking about God feeding them, them sitting down and look, let's let's dig into that. God, he didn't serve them something that they didn't like. God knew what they liked. He prepared them a meal. I think of the scripture that he'll prepare a table before me in the presence of my who? Of my enemies. 
While your enemies are sitting there hating on you, God's got a table right there before you and you're going to be eating and dining royally. He provided a meal for them. He knew what they like. I was like, man, the God of the universe that had the mountains shaking, had the thunders roaring, had a meal with them. They were able to look at God and see it. And here are the people down there. They couldn't even touch the mountain. But now God said, I'm going to allow you to experience more of me. Level two, sitting down, which what this allowed me to see is that access to God is possible. God will give you all of him, but you got to be willing to receive it. You got to want it. You got to be on one accord. And I put this in my notes. Our degree of seeing and experiencing God depends on us. Don't depend on me, the pastor, or Pastor Robert. It depends on you. How much are you willing to dig in? And I talked about this last week. You know, we use the terminology, seeing is believing. Nope. Believing is seeing. What do I mean? Believing the word of God. Believing the word of God. When God reveals something to you, you have to believe that he's speaking to you in his sin. I, I, case in point, this week, um, uh, the Lord spoke to me and he said that, look, he said, I'm giving shepherds after my own heart. Because I'm like, you know, okay, God, you know, speak to me. And he said, look, a shepherd after my own heart. So that means, God, what is your heart? I'm your shepherd. So what is it? God started revealing to me some things of what his heart was about. You know, uh, uh, not being wrapped up in the wrong thing. Uh, uh, being uh, Going out and reaching people. Spreading the gospel. And you... I had to talk to somebody this week and I told them, look, you're a shepherd. If you have a group of people leading you or or following you, guess what you have become? A shepherd, a leader. You become a leader. Because they're watching you on how to do things. Right? And they are looking at you. Sister Dorothy owns her business. She has an assistant. Her assistant, she, her assistant is watching her on how to do things. Am I right? So she is leading. So we're either following or or we're either leading. We're either being led or we're either leading. Which one are you doing? And in some cases, you're going to be leading. And in some cases, you're going to be led. But who's leading you? What's leading you? Is it your passion? Is it your desires? So believing is sin. Now look, I want to, and I'm, I'm almost done, I promise you. I want to go to some scriptures real quick. Because I, are, are, are y'all understanding what I'm talking about? The God, God is so great. And through uh, uh, the 74 men that he called up, he wants to feed you every need that you have. If you would just come up. He's going to feed you. He's going to take care of you. You don't know, honey, let me tell you, he can make a meal stretch for you like never before. I see you, Paul. Yes, 
He can make a meal stretch. You remember how the lady with the oil and, and I only have flour and oil. But man, she was able to, to fix cakes and cakes upon cakes and had even left over. God, even with your finances, when you come into, when you come up a little bit higher, willing to make those sacrifices, God will make your finances stretch. He knows how to do it. Let's look at Revelations 3 and 20. I want you to understand, God says, I want more for you. I want to feed you. I want to take care of you. It says, behold, I stand at the door and do what? I'm knocking. I'm knocking. And this says of the church. Who is the church? We are the church. I'm not talking about a physical building, but we are the church. He's knocking at us. You're looking at why this didn't work out. You're looking at why you're going through this. Could it be that God is knocking? Let me in. Could it be that God is knocking? A lot of times we don't understand. God, we need to ask God, God, is is this you knocking at me? You know what I'm saying? Evaluate. He stands and he continually knocks. He content, man, he's knocking. This thing is bothering me. I can't shake this thing. That feeling that you have on the inside that you shouldn't be doing something or that feeling on the inside that uh, uh, you need to be doing this, that's God knocking. You can't shake it. God is knocking at you. And he says, if anyone hears my voice and do what? Open up the door. I'm going to come in and I'm going to eat with him. I'm going to eat. I'm going to restore you. I'm going to feed you. You know, you're, you're weak. You're tired. But God is knocking and saying, just let me in because I'm going mm, to revitalize you. You're like, God, I can't take anymore. I'm knocking. God's knocking and saying, let me in. And when you let him in, he's going to cause your joy to come back. He's going to cause your peace to come back. He's going to cause your ferveness for him to come back. He is going to come in and bring everything that you need. And then he says, not only am I going to come in bearing something, but I'm going to be with you and you're going to be with me. He ain't going to leave you. He's not going to leave you. Let's look at uh, Matthew 5 and 8. It says, and I, uh, this is in the uh, Amplified Version. So was the last one. It says, blessed, happy, envia- en- uh, enviable, uh, fortunate, and spiritually prosperous, possessing what? The happiness produced by the experience of God's favor and especially conditioned by the revelation of his grace. Regardless of their outward condition. Remember, I talked about the outward conditions. So when you're when your your heart is pure, all of those other things up above there, God says you're going to experience these things. You want to experience some peace? You want to possess happiness? You want to have the favor of God on your life? Get your heart pure. Let them uh, sit down, God. Have a conversation with them. And it says what? They shall see who? They'll sh- they shall see God. God says your heart got to be pure. Got to be pure. So when I was uh, uh, thinking of this, every, 
Our experiencing God can be seen through our knowledge of looking at the life of Jesus Christ. Don't believe it? Look at Colossians 1 and 19. Colossians 1 and 19 says, For God was pleased to have all his fullness. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. So everything that we see Christ, he is our example. He's the one that walked this earth and set an example for that was God living inside of him. Living inside of him. It pleased him to show himself to us through Jesus, just like he did with, 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 with the, uh, uh, the 74. And then in Colossians uh, 2, 9, and 10, it says, For in Christ all lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you want to know what God looks like, how God acted? That scripture says it. Go and study Christ. Study the works of Christ. Go through Matthew, Luke, James, uh, Matthew, uh, Luke, uh, John, and Peter. I got them. I think I got them all right. I'm talking to my. Go through the Gospels. That's what I just need to say. Go through the Gospels and study Jesus. Even though each book gives you a different account of Jesus. The synoptic Gospels is what they call them. But study Jesus. You want to know what God is like? I've been on this quest, God. I want to know what you like. I don't want to wait till I leave here to, to see. I want to experience you right here and now. Just like they did. They sat down and ate a meal with God. I want to be able to eat from your table, God. And it says, and in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. So, God wants to bless us. And God does bless us. But I send you this warning this morning. Don't allow your blessings to pull you away from your relationship with God. I'm going to say it again. Don't allow when God blesses you, when he blesses you with that job, when he blesses you with individuals in your life, when he blesses you, don't allow that blessing to pull you away from your ultimate and most important relationship. And that is with him. And when I walked in the church this morning, I'm going to tell you what God said. He said, look. He he said, some of my people are drinking milk when they ought to be eating meat. Some of my people are drinking milk when they should be eating meat. What do I mean? You have had enough word put in you. You've sat up under enough word. The Bible is accessible to you that you should be growing. But you're still drinking milk. Because you choose to drink the milk instead of eat the meat. You don't want to be weaned from the bottle. Because it's too easy for somebody else to do. It's too easy. You don't want to make the sacrifice. You don't want to make the change. You don't want to deny yourself. So you're going to still drink milk instead of eat meat. Make the sacrifice on this morning. 
It takes maturity in faith. God wants to elevate our faith. It takes effort. It takes discipline in your body. It takes making him a priority. I'm going to ask you a question as we get ready to close. What's your priority? And I ain't talking about on Sunday. What's your priority? Who's your priority? Just go down your list. And you can tell your priority by what you spend the most time doing. Would y'all agree? What you spend the most time doing means that's your priority. For real. And I'm talking to myself now. No, 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 no. I'm saying I'm talking to me as well. I should say that. What I spend the most time doing. What I allow to pull me away from my moments with God. From my time with God. I'm saying, God, at this particular point, that's more of a priority than you. So we got to get our priorities in line. Let's get our priorities in line so we can go to level three. Level two now. We're going to level three next. Level up. Level up. Hashtag level up. Let's bow our heads. Next level. Next level. Next level. Father, we praise you and we thank you. Help us to get our priorities in line. Help us, Father, to um, desire and to seek you even more. You said that if we knock, the door is going to be open. If we seek, we're going to find. So, God, help us to keep knocking. Help us to seek, keep seeking. And, Father, mm, help us to get off of milk. And sit down to the table and eat some real food just like the 74 did. You didn't serve them milk, but you served them a meal. So, Father, let us get off of the milk and let's sit down with you and eat a real meal. Eat a real meal with you. Dine with you. Spend time with you. Lavishing in your love. Allowing you to speak to us and have conversation with us. God, when I think about how uh, the 74 on the Mount of, uh, of, of Sinai, it's like it said you stood, you, you fixed, you saw, they walked. It means that you ate with them, you dined with them, you communed with them. And so, God, that means that same experience, we can experience it today. And so, God, we open up ourselves to receive you. We open up ourselves to experience you. You know what we can handle. You're not going to prepare us a meal. You're not going to uh, 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 cause us to come through boundaries, God, that you know will be harmful to us. So, God, you're, you're just asking us to come closer. And so, God, we make a covenant with you today that we are going to move closer to you. You haven't gone anywhere, but we have. So we are saying today, God, that we are going to move closer to you. We're going to push the button, whatever the button is, and we're going to come up higher to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you on today. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. We love you. For those of you who are watching us um, live stream, 
We look forward to seeing you on next week. Share, like the video, um, share it with someone. Put some comments down in there for us and let us know that you watched us on today. God bless and have a wonderful week in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God.